everybody, this is Home of Milan podcast episode 5. Is it 5 already? Yes, it is. I think. I think so. I believe so, number 5. Or or is 4th or 5, I don't I don't remember. Let's check actually. I feel like we've been Yeah, I think it's 5. I I have to update it on Twitch because it's it says we are in episode 4, but it, it it's actually 5. Yeah, this is um, okay. I'm Bjork and he's Vincenzo. Today, Habiram will not be here. Um, he was busy, I think. Yeah, uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk. Uh, transfer market goes yeah. on, even with the Euros. Uh, AC Milan has to get the team better so. The first name that comes to my mind that has been spoken these days is James Rodriguez. Yes. Um, in Italy, like Fabrizio Romano, Di Marzio, the, the ones that always know the truth, even though I, I don't know how, how, how they do that, um, they, haven't, mm, they haven't said anything. Only in um, Colombia, they are 100% sure he will be uh, an AC Milan player. So I don't know what to think about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this goes for all Milan fans. I think we all want, you know, a big caliber name like Hamas on our team. Um, so I think it's better for us to kind of wait for like a confirmation, like a Fabrizio Romano to say, Oh, here we go, you know, and to uh, kind of just cement the transfers. So, and I think, but just because Colombia says that, you know, oh, he's a Milan player, I think that's just to build hype around him. Cause I mean, you and I both know that he's probably the best Colombian player in the world right now. You know, mm. you can argue like certain other players, but he's definitely one of the biggest. Yeah, um, maybe. I don't know, maybe just Muriel or Quadrado, but I think he's the best one anyway. Yeah, so he's definitely one of the biggest and definitely one of the best for sure. Um, so for Colombia to kind of build this hype around him, it makes sense. Um, but to believe like a transfer to come out of Colombia to say, okay, like it's done, that's a little shaky. So, I mean, I guess to finally oh, wait for a, a, um, a reliable source. Yeah, I think I think you're right on that. Uh, the, the only thing that makes makes me think that in Colombia they they might know something more because usually um, South American players still play in Europe. Okay, so uh, Romano, uh, Pedula, uh, Di Marzio know everything before Colombians, Brazilians, Argentinians know it first. But actually, if you remember, um, when there's Copa America, in this moment there's Copa America, mm -hmm. news come first to the South American journalists because they are playing there. So maybe James Rodriguez and his agents are doing stuff from Colombia with AC Milan and maybe they know it better. I, I, hope, I hope it's this. I, I hope it is really this way. Um... I don't think uh, if you buy 
James Rodriguez, you're okay for all year. Maybe we need another player, but James would be, I think, uh, a, a nice replacement for Chalanoglu. I think he'll play yeah. uh, behind the strikers. Uh, the only thing that make that worries me about um, James is that he gets injured a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's he not perfectly fit uh, every time. So, don't know what you think. Yeah. yeah, even at like Everton, we saw you know we saw how big of an impact he made for that team, um, and then yeah, he got, he struggled with injuries kind of like later on, and that's kind of why Everton fell off was because they struggled with injuries and James was a part of that reason. So if Milan want to get James, I think we need to kind of reevaluate the situation. How long is he going to stay fit? And if that's the case, then we need to start looking at other options. So, or yeah. unless, you know, we move, you know, the team around, you know, put, you know, other players, you know, kind of just experiment, but um, I think a more like safer option would be like, look, if we get James, then maybe we can potentially look at other options to for you know replace or not replacement but backup rather. Um, but yeah, yeah you're that, right. That is that that is uh, that's a good point. How you said um, during Copa America, there's you know kind of behind the scenes with like the agents, and you know they could be working in the back meanwhile you know the whole tournament is you know taking place um so that could very well be a, a possibility and if that's the case i know colombia they're in the quarterfinals now yeah um, i think they're still playing so yeah so he they're, actually, they're, still, they're still in it he, yeah he's actually still in it so it's more probable that he's uh just talking with AC milan from colombia I don't know about his agents, actually, uh, yeah. but I I think there's something for sure. There's something. Yeah. Oh yeah. In, in Colombia, they're 100 sure they he will join us. Mm -hmm. The only thing, the, the only thing I think um, it, it's 100 sure is that he is in talks with AC Milan, but not 100 yeah. sure. Like just. It has happened a lot of times that players seemed like this close to yeah. to our team and then never came. Like Giroud, that yeah. actually is mm, uh, Giroud. That uh, every every day it's like this close to AC Milan. He's yeah. coming. He's coming. It's always like that. Maybe now that France is out, and by the way, I was really happy about that. <laughs> oh my uh, goodness. <laughs> we'll, talk, okay. we'll talk about this. Okay. Maybe now that France is out, maybe he's not playing the Euros and just can sign that contract because he just has to sign it. Yeah. Just just like Brahim, just like Tonali. There's a lot of deals that are 100% sure. 100% like just misses the last sign, but you have to sign it. So... We can see AC Milan posting it on Twitter and Instagram, and that means yeah. it's done. Before yeah. that, I'm always a little bit like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, you always no. want to see the club uh, confirm yeah, it, yeah, and then yeah. you can say, oh, okay, then. Or maybe just see Fabrizio Romano say, say here we go. If right. he says it is 100%, I don't know yeah. why and how that yeah. guy knows all the stuff. 
yeah i don't know he, he just has the connections and i think yeah, it's he, he, i think it's one thing he has the connections but i think when you have fabrizio say it it kind of it makes it more like hype because like he he's a name now that i think every football fan like knows and knows that it's like reliable because i mean fabrizio has not been wrong about any transfer from what i remember you yeah, know he's never, been right never. about a lot so he's so reliable i think every football fan knows okay once fabrizio says it then okay then it's it's done so uh hopefully that would be the case with hamas but and same thing with Giroud. you know there's always been like oh you know like the final you know signature is needed and then you know then it just falls apart so hopefully that doesn't happen now that france is out so hopefully uh his mind is on you know like milan and also the transfer window is open it open what the first of july i believe so now players are you know willing to negotiate with other clubs so hopefully Giroud uh is kind of on that same page with milan and maldini and you know the rest so maybe i don't know maybe soon we'll see uh we'll see uh that, that happen hopefully yeah i i think that uh there are a lot of players that could be close to AC Milan now that uh, the transfer market is officially um open because i think it it's open like uh, since yesterday like our uh, 1st of july yeah yeah, today's the second. So yeah, it is. Yeah, today is my. By the way, it's my birthday. So happy, oh, birthday, happy to birthday! Yeah. Uh, twenty years old. Twenty years old. I'm, I'm. I'm not a teenager anymore. Like. <laughs> not anymore. Um, yeah, I was saying like since yesterday we, uh, can actually be more in touch with players that we want because, uh, tournaments are ending like. A lot of teams have finished their their campaign. Um, France, for example. France, for example. France. I mean France. <laughs> oh yeah. France, yeah, Portugal. I, yeah. So a lot of talent is up for grabs of, now. Yeah, yeah it, so. it's it's on vacation. Like a lot of a lot of players are on vacation. I'm sorry. I'm a lot sorry for. I'm sorry for Dalo. That he yeah. played like only one game and got. Yeah. Out. Actually, yeah. he was in the starting lineup. Yeah, he started because of. Um, he played the 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 entire game against uh, Belgium. Yeah, because Jao Cancelo, I think he got injured, so I think that's why Dalo, you know, just slotted. Actually, he played he played nice. Yeah, he, yeah, played, he played okay. Yeah, like didn't do anything to make them win, but didn't do anything to make them lose. So. Yeah, it was only one nothing too. I mean, against Belgium. So, I think I mean, Belgium got lucky. I think Belgium got lucky too. So that that raises a lot of questions because obviously, you know, Italy played today against Belgium. I yeah. I think Italy will win. You know, just based off of what Ooh. we've seen. Well, so let let's just segue into kind of this. So. Um, I, I mean, I think Italy will win. Just I, I've liked the attitude of the whole team. You know, like Mancini saying, like I want every like starter that Belgium have like on that team. You know, it yeah. doesn't matter who they play. You know, so like the energy that you know this, you know, team has. 
I, I like it, you know, it, it's that mentality that you want and that's a winner's mentality. So I think that's very important to have for this Italy team because, you know, for the past, you know, three, four years, you know, Italy's been mm -hmm. so underwhelming, you know, it's like when Italy play, you know, you're supposed to, you know, be happy. It's national team, but now it's so like night and day, like completely different Italy. And I think every Italian fan and Italian rather is very excited to see how far this Italy team can go. Yeah, actually, I was a little bit, I, I was terrified, not worried, terrified when we played against Austria. Um, yeah. Didn't like yeah. that. Actually, that's that's the, the only thing that makes me feel a little bit like not sure of beating Belgium because mm -hmm. we didn't actually convince against uh, Austria. Belgium, um, I think they, after the win against Portugal, they believe more in themselves uh, because they've beaten Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo, they're the defending Oops. champions. Okay, so even though they got lucky because Portugal, I think... Uh, they, they tried like 27, 28 times to shoot on goal, uh, mm -hmm. while Belgium tried like five or six, and one of the one of them went in, and that was all. Like they won. Yeah, they, they, they just defended the whole rest of the game. Because I have my cousin; he's Portuguese, so he was, you know, he was super he was, like upset, but he was I mean, pretty pissed off. Yeah, because what, what happened, Belgium, they scored that goal. And then for the rest of the game, they just sat back and just defended. And they just soaked up so much pressure. And I think against Italy, they can't do that because Italy is super, you know, technical. I feel like Italy is probably the most technical team in the tournament, in my opinion. They yeah. move the ball around very well. I think the midfield is definitely the key. It's going to be a battle of the midfields, and I think Italy has a slighter edge over Belgium. Um, but going back to what you said about Austria, so a, a lot of the bigger teams lost out against the quote-unquote smaller teams. So the fact that Italy got past their small team, mm -hmm. I think it says a lot because Italy could have easily gone out, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. If it wasn't so, for the offside... Uh, on yeah, Mount oh of each, I was when he scored. I was, I was like, I was, I was looking at my friend. I, I was with with a friend of mine. I was looking at him and said, "This can be happening to us after that that group stage. We won three games out of three games. We can go out with Austria, and then uh, it was offside and everything was yeah okay, perfect." Yeah, I, actually, it, I, I missed two of the goals because I was I was coming back home to watch the rest of the match, um, and I only managed to see the Austria goal. The other two, I, I didn't didn't see them, but I was happy anyway. Oh, wow, yeah, no, I mean, I, I was sitting here, I was I was terrified because Austria scored, and then I was like, like, are Italy gonna be out right now? Are they gonna yeah, get yeah. eliminated? And thank God it was offside, and then we scored the two, went to, you know, then went to extra time and all that, and, you know, we ended up winning. So I think it, it was a wake-up call. So now I feel like Italy, they're more ready. And now, especially yeah. because France are out, um, I think the trophy, it's up for grabs. 
anybody, I'm, I'm convinced any of these eight teams that are still in it can win it. And yeah, I think uh, um, chances for Italy have increased after France going out, even Portugal. Belgium is really... The thing is that today between Italy and Belgium, a really big team will go out of the tournament. Yeah. While in the other... Um, oh, on the side. right, on the other, on the yeah. right side of the the tournament, you have Belgium, you have uh, England playing with Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe Ukraine are gonna put out an, an upset, no. but I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. And then you have Czech Republic against Denmark, Denmark. and I think Denmark will win. Yeah. In my yeah. opinion, and only Denmark can be like a threat to. England, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. But I think they're they've been lucky because um, beating Germany have increased their chances by a lot more than any other any other team because they yeah. they have to win with other with two teams that are not as good as them, in my opinion. Like Denmark yeah. is is good, but not as uh, England. Ukraine Ukraine is a, a little team like. Is the, yeah. the the first time in their history they're playing uh, the quarterfinals, so I think yeah. England might just be playing at Wembley the final. <sighs> yeah. You know that that that's football at the end of the day. You know, I mean, I I hate how England just gets the, you know the easy way out or yeah. rather easy way in, but I think it's it's better for you know the other side of the bracket because you know you play like the harder team, so you kind of uh prepare yourself better you know for to, the big to, match yeah the big matches so it's it's a better you know kind of mentality because if england's playing these smaller teams you know and yes they did beat germany to be fair um but it, you're asking questions how are they going to react to the smaller teams you know when they play the smaller teams because you know we've seen upsets we've seen a lot of upsets in this euros so anything can happen you know we saw uh ukraine they they won at the 120th minute i was watching that game and i was actually surprised how well ukraine played shevchenko's yeah. got those guys running he, he's got that team i'm really happy because uh of shevchenko and tasotti yeah because tasotti is the, the the other coach like the the second one yeah uh but by the way, did you did you see the the foul the, the Sweden the Swedish guy gave to the Ukraine one the red card? Yeah! Oh my God! Yeah! He smashed that his was, leg. Bro, I, he's. I got chills. I got chills seeing that. That could have ended his whole career. I, I actually, like, I think he's out for six. Card. I think he's out for six months. Yeah, I read oh, that he's he's out for six months at least. Absolutely, because. His knee, his knee bent backwards. I, yeah. I, I'm surprised, like he didn't, you know, like snap his leg. Like I've seen that kind of injury in like the UFC, where like yeah, yeah, know, but there it's, it's a match. Leg. Yeah, he got lucky. He got very lucky. But what a terrible challenge! That was terrible. The, the thing that makes me a little bit like. Um... I don't know if you know the the referee of the match was Orsato. 
And yeah, he, he's an Italian referee, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I hated the fact that he just uh, gave him a yellow card. At first, yeah. Like, come on. What? Serie A <laughs> is, 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 is giving them this referee? Man, really? I saw it. I didn't even need the replay to see yeah. that that was a red card. Absolutely. I agree 100%. I don't know if, you know, he had a player in the way, but, you know, looking at it from an, another perspective, absolutely. I knew right away if he does not get a red card, then there's something wrong because that's a terrible injury. You know, it was above, you know, the it was on the knee, studs up. That's automatically a red card. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. You know, yeah, so. actually, yes. Yeah, I, I was surprised about Ukraine. I, I told my friends they might be the surprise of the tournament, but didn't think they would play until the quarterfinals. Yeah. I, I thought actually of Turkey playing a better Euros. They completely... Man, oh, they crashed I, think that, I think that it was the worst team of the Euros. Like North Macedonia played better. Yeah, I agree. They only scored one goal. And they didn't win any games. I think North Macedonia at least tied one game, or I don't know. I think, yeah. But Turkey, I think everyone had high expectations, but they just crashed and burned. Yeah. So, but well, that happens when you play with Chalanoglu. I'm saying that yes. to the Inter fans. The fish rots from the head, and the head is ah, very rotten. That's snake. So, uh, speaking of snakes. Yesterday, our friend Gigi Donnarumma changed his profile I picture. Saw that. I and saw uh, he just, he, in the bio, there's not anymore AC Milan goalkeeper, it's, Italy goalkeeper, it's only Italy goalkeeper. Like, not, not PSG yeah. yet, because I think they're waiting for Italy to get out or maybe win the Euros and then win. announce him. <laughs> And then announce him, but I, I find yeah. it funny because he just the same. He, he was waiting for this day so he could change yeah. the, the the picture. Oh my yeah. god, ridiculous! Yeah, I, I saw that. I, I first I saw it on Twitter first. I was like, okay, he changed it on Twitter. Let me go look at Instagram real quick. And I saw. It, I was like, oh, okay. So now <laughs> it's it. I think it's now like confirmed. I think it's like that. You know, it's set in yeah, stone because yeah, yeah, at yeah. first, you know, he, he didn't change it. I was like, okay, you know, there could be a chance. Maybe but, he's you know, now. Maybe he's now. staying. But no, no, no. Yeah. I think it's no, over. I, um, I wish him actually, yes, good luck. Like, okay, yeah. just, but never win a trophy with that team. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, Donnarumma, he's going to be the next Italy goalkeeper for the next. 15, 20, years. 20 years yeah you know so i think it's depending how long he stays at psg i think eventually they will win a trophy if they don't you know with the amount of talent they have on this team it's I a complete hope, failure i hope he wins the the league one he can he can win that i don't want him to win, to win the champions league just that uh, he doesn't deserve it uh AC Milan, AC Milan wins Champions League. PSG doesn't. Yeah, Remember it's, that it's, they it's have true. seven of them. They have none, none. zero. Yeah, yeah it, it's in the DNA. And I saw so the Champions League on 
um, on Instagram, the Champions League account, they posted like the the teams that are automatically qualified for the group stage. And I'll tell you what, seeing AC Milan, like that oh. logo, it was so like satisfying. It was so like enjoy it. Like, I don't know. And it was just a picture. It's not like anything. It was just... Oh, it was beautiful. If you, see the, if you see the picture, actually, you see that it fits in. Like, that logo has, has to be on a Champions League post. Like, yeah. it fits. It's yeah. It has First, to be there every year. Like, Yeah. And, you know, let, let's see. I mean, it, it really depends on how Pioli and how Milan really structure this season. Because I think this season... Is going to be more important than last season than qualifying. It's rather to maintain yeah. this consistency of qualifying for the Champions League. And we've seen teams like Atalanta do this perfectly. And they, you know, four they years in a row. Champions League. Yeah, four years in a row. That's incredible. I remember when Atalanta were bottom half of the table, 16th place. You know, now they're in Champions League like almost every season. And it's, it's, it's incredible to see because now that gives, you know, faith to me, you know, hopefully, you know. So let's see if Milan can, you know, keep this consistency of, you know, going in Champions League. So that means spending money, you know, that means, you know, getting talent, getting big players in the team. And it's crucial, you know, so um, because you and I both know Milan deserves to be in the Champions League. And I think a lot of more than any other team, like, uh, in Italy, Champions League means AC Milan, and other other Italy team fans know it. Like an Inter yeah. fan knows it. They even say it to me, like, "Okay, we'll get you. We'll give you that. You 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 have won se seven Champions Leagues. What can we say about it?" Yeah, and um, you know that, that's just what it is. You know, yeah. Italy know Milan is the best European club representing Italy, and now that Milan is back in the tournament. It's massive. It's a huge, you know, money grab, you know, especially for Milan as a club. I think it, it kind of represents Italy a lot better. You know, we got, you know, well, Juve, Inter, Milan, and then Atalanta. So, like, having those, just those three clubs, Juve, Inter, Milan, in the Champions League, it's massive. So, adding yeah, Milan been, into that mix makes it perfect. It's been, uh, it's been 10 years since the last time... Inter Milan and Juve played the Champions League, and I think it was the year that Inter won the the Champions, uh, the Champions Sorry. League. Yeah, um, 2009 and 2000, 2010. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Atalanta, we have a question from the Instagram page, okay. and uh, someone seems pretty pissed off about the uh, the fact that we're selling Pobega to Atalanta. Mm. Yeah. I'm kind of sad too about that because you have Pobega, you just mm, you don't need to keep uh, searching for another. I don't know, like okay, the fact that we have Kessi and Benasser uh, playing the African Cup on uh, on yeah. January, so you have to to have at least two other midfielders that can play actually as a st as starters. But I think that Pobega is okay. Like, we could have kept him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, seeing him play for Spezia, it, it reminded me of Locatelli. He's like a box-to-box -box midfielder. 
you yeah. know, I think he, I, he, I think he scored against Milan, if I'm correct. But I, he, I'm not, he didn't. I'm not, he didn't. I think he scored against Inter. He, I know he did score this season for sure. You know, but I mean, against Juventus, no, he scored against Juventus too. I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah, so he he has a couple goals. You know, he really does remind me of Locatelli, box to box. Um, I think Milan could really use this to their advantage. He's a homegrown player, came from the youth team. Uh, you know, he already has experience in Serie A with Spezia. Um, I mean, it's it's a win-win for Milan because you know, um, it, you know, he's a great talent. You know, so I mean, for us to give it away to Atalanta, you know, yeah. it would be a massive loss because we've seen what Atalanta does to talent, and they just, you know, just make it so much better than you know its face value. Um, so I really do hope Milan do keep Pobega because you know, uh, and he's also Italian, you know, which makes it a lot better. Like I said in the last podcast. I think it's important for Milan to get as many Italian players as possible to represent Italy. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be that would be nice, uh, just so we can see more players from Milan on the national team too. Yeah. Um, I have other questions. Also, we had we had a lot of questions on uh, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a straight one, like. Yeah, uh, like we ha you have to 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 give a straight answer. Uh, what are yeah. our chances at the UCL? Realistically, realistically, I do think Milan can get out of the group stage, but I think anything further than the round of 16 is it's far fetched. It really just depends who we get in our group and you know the draw. Um, but I do think Milan, knowing Milan's luck. I, they're gonna get a group of death, um, and that, that's just how it, that's that's our luck as AC Milan. But I think round of 16 is the farthest that Milan's gonna go. If I'm, you know, being realistic, um, but I mean, still, that would be an excellent result. You know, it wouldn't be bad. You know, first season in Champions League, we get past the group stage. You know, yeah. The, the fact is, well, the fact is, we ha we are in the fourth spot. That's the thing that make, makes me worry a little bit because um, the fourth spot means that you can face Chelsea, Barcelona, um, Real Madrid, PSG. You can face yeah. anybody. Yeah. Even the third, even the third spot has some some dangerous teams, so it will be a, a difficult one. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I would. I would actually mind not going. Uh, on the next stage because we're not inter like they get out of the group stage every year they are used to that i'm not used to that if i play a champions league yeah. at least i have to go to the quarterfinals or the the round of 16 because right. it's ac milan like and yeah. actually i don't want to be like uh overhyped but i think that if you came up second in the league, you haven't changed your coach. You're just trying to get the team better with the new uh, players. You have to try at least to go past the the group stage. Yeah, uh, and I I think that's a, a realistic 
goal. Right. I don't know what you think absolutely. about it, but I think we can do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really just depends on what players we bring in. They have to be big quality players that, in my opinion, have to be experienced in Champions League because we got a guy like Ibra, you know, who's played many Champions League games. You know, he's one of the best players to play in the Champions League. So to have him in the team to play in the Champions League with Milan again, it's a huge bonus, you know, because he just brings so much to the table. And we've seen this, you know, last season where he was one of the leaders in the in the team. So yeah. for him to, you know, bring that experience to Milan in the Champions League once again, you know, and also if we get players like James, who's won the Champions League with Real Madrid, uh, players like Kier, who played in the Champions League with Sevilla, you know, and if we do get Ziyech, you know, who's played with Ajax, with that yeah. wonderful Ajax team, you know, so mm -hmm. he knows what it takes to, you know, be an underdog in that situation. So the more and more we, you know, the more experience rather we bring to the team, it's just going to benefit the team as a whole. And it's just going to, um, rather it's going to, you know, push us to go even farther in the tournament. Um, and who knows, you know, maybe if, you know, Milan can go very far, um, uh -huh. And maybe pull off some upsets. Yeah, we can actually. I I think we can do that because it's not the same AC Milan in the past. In the past, if AC Milan won a big game, it, it was like okay, AC Milan just defeated Barcelona. Never mind. Yeah. If you do it now, it's kind of an upset because we just came up from a seven-year long. Journey of not going into the Champions League any any year, but I think yeah. actually uh, players that want to remain at AC Milan that actually have understood where they're playing and the um, the fact that this is an important team, one of the, the biggest yeah. clubs history uh, in the history of football. If they if they understood that, they know that they. They have it in their DNA now. Even players with less experience, if they just understand the fact that they are playing for a team that has USL on in their in their DNA, even they will have it in the in their DNA. People people like Salimakers or uh, Brahim Diaz um, that are like young players. I think, in my yeah. opinion, if they understand where they are. They can just be better in Champions League, maybe better in Champions League than in Serie A because you understand that that's AC Milan field. Like, there's yeah. when AC Milan has become AC Milan. Absolutely. And, like, I believe, like, you know, there's a difference between, you know, Champions League form and, you know, like, your league form. So, obviously, uh, we saw, you know, Real Madrid, you know, they kind of, you know, performed poorly in La Liga, but then in the Champions League, you know, they really turned up because that's just the team they are. You know, they're a very successful Champions League team. So hopefully Milan can replicate that and, you know, kind of, you know, just represent Italy in the Champions League because, uh, you know, the past, you know, couple years, it's only been Juve to kind of, you know, represent Italy in the Champions yeah. League. So hopefully Milan can, you know, be that team again and you know, I want I want players to step up. I want Brahim 
to step up in the Champions League. You know, he, he's been on, you know, like Real Madrid, Manchester City in Champions League. So he has some of that experience. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's nice, you know, to have guys like Chalonoglu and Donnarumma out because those are probably, you know, negative, you know, kind of players in the locker room. You know, and I feel like those are two really big egos that Milan got rid of. And I think it was to benefit the team. So I, I wonder what Ibra thinks about, you know, like the Chalonoglu and the Donnarumma situation. I know he said Donnarumma is the best goalkeeper in the world, but I, I want I want to hear what he has to say about like yeah, the transfer. I, actually, I think that he now hates Chalonoglu because I, I, I think... Yeah. I know that they were friends. Like, yeah. Uh, actually, saw some pictures of uh, of them getting uh, getting along with their uh, motorcycles. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think they were friends, actually. I, but I, I actually, I, but even uh, even so, maybe you can check it out. Uh, if you go on the Instagram page of Ibra, maybe this stuff is just stupid. But um, he actually doesn't follow him anymore. He used to. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I because I think now Ibra. I know he did play for Inter, but I think he truly just hates Inter now, especially because of you know what happened in the derby with you know Lukaku. You know, I think that really yeah. you know added his you know hatred towards Inter, and I think that's good to have you know in a player you know someone who understands you know the rivalry as we were talking about in the previous podcast how Chalanoglu didn't really I you, you said that he doesn't uh understand the rivalry and that's how uh that's why he left because he just didn't see it as a big deal um and I think Habriam said the same you know thing or something along those lines where now, you know, we actually have, you know, an understanding of what, you know, kind of this rivalry is between Milan and Inter in the team now. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's always been like that. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually sorry that some people didn't understand that it's that big. Oh, massive. Ooh. Yeah. Do you see that chance? They almost got Man, that. Man, they almost. So close. I saw that. I was hoping for that to go, to go in. That was very close. Because I think it, they subbed out Morata right now. If Italy goes through, like um, it would be better to face another another time Switzerland and not yeah. not Spain. Not because they're. Uh, I'm afraid of Spain because actually, uh, I don't like them those that, that much. It would be. It would have been. Uh, Worse if you if we faced France, for example. You think so? Yeah. Like if you be if you beat Belgium, you are like you're you're getting a, you're giving a statement to everybody. Like. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's a big big yeah. statement. Yeah, I think Italy in the last Euros. I think you know because we played Belgium in the first game in the group stage. You know, when we beat them, it was huge because, you know, Belgium, Belgium, I feel like are always the favorites. I don't know why, like they just are. I think it's because of just the players they have. But, you know, Belgium were the favorites to win that game and to win the tournament. 
Italy smacks them two nothing, you know. Yeah. And I think that Italy just rode that momentum throughout the whole tournament. You know, we beat who else was in that group? I think Wales was in that group, and I know Ireland was in that group, and we won both of those games. You know, and then we played Spain in the round of 16, beat Spain two nothing, and then we go play Germany. You know, and that was a very good Germany team. 2016 Germany it was a very yeah. They, they were like they were team. they were the world champions. Yeah, exactly. So for Italy to go all the way 120 minutes, you know, only concede one goal against Germany, and you know, you go to a penalty shootout. Italy could have easily won that penalty shootout. I'm still, you know, annoyed about that because I do believe if Italy yeah. won that penalty shootout, we play France in the next game, we beat France. Do you remember so, what day was it? What day? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. It was the second of the July. Day. It was the second oh, of July. Second of July. Okay. It was my birthday. I was celebrating with my with my friends, and then Italy destroyed my party. Like I was like, "Come oh, on, no. you had to lose today." And I'm. I hope that doesn't that doesn't happen again because. It yeah. would totally ruin it. No, I, I don't think so. I, I have a lot more confidence in Italy this time around. There's a lot of more. If maturity. you look at the if you look at the team, the team is slightly better. Maybe like better. no, it's it, it's better. It's better. It's better than the yeah. 2016 one. Like you you are not uh, playing with Eder and uh, Pele as strikers. Oh. You are actually playing with Immobile and Belotti that maybe are not yeah. the best, but they're they're better they're better. Them. They're better for, for sure. Um, speaking of AC Milan, so we can maybe close it a little bit um, before today. We have other questions on the Instagram page. They're actually they're asking us about Berardi, but we don't have any updates as as for no. now. I think we will listen. We we will uh, hear from Berardi after the Euros. I agree. Okay. Um, Another one asks, uh, who do you guys each, so me and you, think we should sign at a right wing? So Castillejo and uh, Selemekers mm -hmm. playing on the right wing. Who should we sign to get that, uh, that part of the field better? Well, I mean... Honestly, two names just come to mind for me. And I mean, one of those is Berardi. Um, you know, we've seen what he's done with this Italy team. And, you know, he's done very well. He's played very well. Hasn't scored a lot of goals. I don't think he's scored a goal so far. But he has contributed to a lot. I think he has a couple assists under his belt this Euro. So he's a really great playmaker. And I think mm -hmm. that's really what Italy or Italy. That's what Milan need is, you know, someone who can, you know, pass balls in and he, he has a good left foot as well, you know, so. Yeah, you know, someone someone that doesn't remind of, uh, us of Suzo, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, maybe we'll see that cut in on the left. You know, he's very good at free kicks, Berardi. Um, so Berardi comes to mind and also Ziek. You know, I've constantly, you know, uh, set my opinions on Ziek. I think he's fantastic. Um, what he's done for Chelsea and Ajax in the in the past. So definitely one of those two names for sure. I would love for Milan to bring into the club. 
Okay, in my opinion, yeah, I think Berardi would be a nice one. Um, actually, I can't think of any other player that can come and play in that position. Uh, Berardi, I think it's it's a big name. As for as for the, because I think Salamakers is good. Like you have to keep the guy. Yeah. Uh, and you need another player because I, I think Castillejo will just leave. Um, yeah, eventually. By the way, uh, he posted a photo yesterday, Castillejo, on Instagram, uh, oh, cool. and somebody commented on the on the photo saying, uh, "Your weight is like forty-seven kilos, and seven kilos are uh, of tattoos." Okay? Yeah. And he replied to that guy saying, "Yeah, but the other forty kilos are just my." Yeah, I I did see that. I, I did like... see that. That was very odd, but you know, it... <laughs> is this guy crazy? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I think I think that's who he is in the team. I think he's you know a jokester, you know. But I think it's good for the team to have that kind of you know character in the locker room, someone to you know joke around, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I think that's the good side of Castillejo. I mean, I know we criticize yeah. him a lot, but I mean, he, I think, you know, what he brings to the team is, you know, very good, you know, rather, I mean, I want to see it on in return on the pitch, but for the most part, you know, I think Castillejo is a good, you know, character to have in the locker room. So yeah, it really just depends, really just depends on him what he wants to do. And if he wants to stay at Milan, then he needs to show why he deserves to stay at Milan to be our number seven. Uh, they get along uh, with each other, like Ibrahim uh, and then Ibrahim uh, Castillejo and and Teo are are, are friends. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, they and I actually think that um, friends in a team are an important part of uh, get, getting along with with the team and. Uh, I, I think it makes you play even better. Like when you have some player, when you have a player that you can rely on as a friend, I think it helps a lot. Uh, for example, for, for Hauge that said that uh, one of his biggest friends and mentors is uh, Kier. Yeah, I think I think it helps. It was it was nice. Uh, I yeah. think it's nice that uh, the, all these players have have some friends in the locker room. Uh, yeah. Even Chalanoglu had them. Actually, I, 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 yeah. I, I, st I still think that. Ooh, do you see that? Yeah, that was close. That's a that's a great save. That's a great save. That's unlucky though. Yeah, for those who are listening to this from Spotify, uh, while we were talking, we are uh, watching the Switzerland Spain match, and Switzerland were really close to. They're putting scoring. chances. The, equal the equalizer. I think they're not afraid anymore. Like they are, oh. they're like we just defeated uh, France, so fuck it. Yeah, they know they they know they're good. They know they're good. It just it's it's unfortunate because Jaka, uh, I think he got a second yellow card, so he was out for this game, which is unfortunate because he played very good. He, he, he was really good. Yeah. I'm so, Albanian and I was really happy about about him. He, he's Albanian too. Yeah, I was gonna uh, ask what what what's the I I never knew like kind of the history between the Swiss and like Albanian like what what's the the eagle they do the celebration the Albanian eagle. 
Yeah, when, when someone from Albania scores, like they have uh, uh, Behrami, Mehmedi, Jaka, uh, Shachiri, like a lot of players from Switzerland are actually Albanian. Uh, back on, in the 90s, there was a war between Albania and uh, Serbia uh, mm -hmm. for Kosovo. Kosovo is the it's like one of the last states to be independent uh, in the world. Like um, the independence of Kosovo uh, was in 2007. I remember we had yeah. a, a big party in Albania because actually Kosovo uh, habitants like uh, um talk uh, speak in albanian like the, the language is albanian they they say they're albanian too um yes. but they were under the serbian uh, flag for, ex for example like uh but they say we're albanian we're albanian we, we want to get out they got out and now they're just kosovo they're not albania they're not serbia they are kosovo but actually yeah. if you go to um to someone that's from Kosovo and ask him if he's Albanian or Serbian, he says, I'm Albanian and from Kosovo because it's the same thing. Shachiri right. and uh, Jaka are from Kosovo. And when the war started, their their fathers just decided to leave and go to Switzerland. A lot of uh, Kosovo, um, the people that used to live in Kosovo now live in Switzerland. So they celebrated with uh, the flag. Uh -huh. Because this is our flag, the the two head yeah, uh, the, the eagle, the, the two headed eagle. Yeah. Uh, a fun fact: in the Euros of 2016, Albania played against Switzerland on the first match of the Euros. It was actually our first appearance in the in the Euros, and um, there was Jaka against Jaka, two brothers, yeah, one brother, one in right. Albania and one in, in the Switzerland team. I'm not mad at them. Because they they also they they actually choose to play with Switzerland because they they live there since like forever. I would never choose Italy over Albania, for example. Even though I live of here, I I love Italy. I root for them. I I'll be happy as as hell if we win tonight. But I was born there, so if I was a player, I would choose Albania. I don't know what they think about it. Maybe they they think that as a play, as players they have more possibilities of playing with big teams because Switzerland is, is better than Albania, but I would choose Albania too. Is there is there like is there a choice? So it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was gonna ask in the I think in the whoa, World whoa, Cup. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Speaking of Albanians, look who scored. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Shakiri. Yeah, man. Super I'm happy about it. I, I just saw the end. I just saw the end of it. Switzerland oh, never dies. Oh, this nice. team never dies. I'm so nice. happy about it. Nice. We got a game. That's a man, nice so finish. Let's That's see the finish. finish. Let's see the finish. Wow, well, they see, were quite is... unlucky. <laughs> they were yeah. really unlucky. The Laporte with Pau Torres, like, <laughs> what? Oh I my think, god. I think it goes in between his legs. I think it goes in between Whoa. his legs. Whoa, super lucky. Yeah, look at it. Yeah. Under the legs it went of in between his legs. Uh, the, the Azpilicueta. Oh my god. That's a great goal. That's a yeah, great I'm goal. Yeah, super happy about it. 
Um, but yeah, um, and, and anyway, that was the story about the Albanian players uh, for Switzerland. Yeah. I'm actually okay with that with with them playing for for Switzerland. Uh, yeah. Last question, and then we close the the live. Yeah. Uh, okay, let me choose one. Jovic or Giroud? They're asking. Two two completely different players, in my opinion. You know, you yeah. got experience versus youth. I think this is you know what it comes down to, um, and I think mainly what this Milan team needs is experience because I mean we have the youth. We, I think we were the most youngest squad in Serie A, even with Ibrahimovic, you know, who's 40 years old. You know, we were yeah. still, we're the youngest team in the league. Um, so I think with that aspect, we have the youth and we have the talent. So now we just need to back it up with experience. Absolutely. So I think Giroud, you know, I think he'll bring a lot to the table, you know, with that aspect because, you know, he's won the World Cup. You know, he's won the Champions League. You know, Giroud's won everything, and I think, you know, even though he's a Giroud, I think he's really had a massive part in those teams. Because in the World Cup 2018, I believe he started. He was a starter. Yeah. You know, in that team. So you know, yeah, he, I think he's he's a big. He scored against. Uh, he scored in the opening match against Australia, I think. Yeah. So he he's a massive part in every team that he plays in, and you know, against uh, in Chelsea in the in the Champions League. Um, you know, he was also a, a, you know, he did his part when he was needed, you know, and, you know, yeah, he did his thing and Chelsea were European champions. So, you know, it, it's important for Milan to grab experience yeah, and especially you, you remember the, Jokic. remember the, um, bicycle kick against Atletico Madrid he did this year. Yeah. Yeah, like, that was a huge goal. That's the kind huge. of player we need because he maybe doesn't score a lot, but his goals are like heavy. Yeah, he, he heavy as he hell ha and has a lot he of has a, experience. a lot of weight. Yeah, a lot of weight. You know, he's you know a lot of his goals have a lot of weight in the sense that the goals he scores are the ones that win the games. So yeah. it's it's huge totally. to have that in in a team like AC Milan for sure. Yeah, so answering to that question, I think it's 2-0 for for Giroud. Uh, I'm with Giroud. Like, yeah. uh, we have to sign that guy. Uh, yeah. People that are actually not sure about Giroud at Milan, I think they just have to wait and see because he will help us a lot. Maybe just by... Yeah. Not by scoring 30 goals. Okay, maybe he'll score 10. Yeah, but 10 will 15 help. at least. But he will help the team if if Giroud scores ten and Ibra scores ten, and the other maybe players of the team score some goals. Teo, yeah. KC, we are okay with that. Like they're yeah. they're the goals we need. So I'm, I'm not asking for Lionel Messi to come to AC Milan, but Giroud is okay for me. Yeah, I I agree. I completely agree. I mean, I don't know. You never know. Messi is a free agent. He hasn't yeah. signed anything. Yeah. Maybe maybe okay. And the number ten is open. <laughs> it's, it's in the stars. The number 10 is open. If, Messi's a free agent. If this happens, first time you heard it, home of right Milan here. podcast, Milan, we, we, Messi yeah, coming we to Fabrizio Romano. We're, we're the Fabrizio right here. Yeah, we he, call here it we, first. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, we know Messi. Okay, maybe we can uh, just end this. Yeah. Because... Uh, 
questions uh, are like the same uh, yeah. on the striker midfield and stuff like that. We've talked about the Euros a lot. We've talked about AC Milan a lot. Um, next Friday we have the the other one, and I think the other Friday we will have to take a pause because okay. I'm on vacations. So I'm just no saying problem. it to everybody that are watching the live right now. But next Friday we will be here. Um, thank you, Vincenzo. Thank you, guys. Um, I will put this on Spotify in like uh, half an hour. So we have it on Spotify already. And everybody can listen to it. Um, thank you for joining us. See you next Friday. And bye-bye. Yep. Ciao, ragazzi.